Our text for this day is found in the book of Acts, beginning in chapter 7, verse 51. Here in Acts, we have just heard Stephen preach a sermon. And here's the conclusion to Stephen's sermon. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are forever opposing the Holy Spirit, just as your ancestors used to do. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They killed those who foretold the coming of the righteous one, and now you have become his betrayers and murderers. You are the ones that received the law as ordained by angels, and yet you have not kept it. When they heard these things, they became enraged and ground their teeth at Stephen, but filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout, all rushed together against Stephen. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul, who you perhaps know as Paul. The text continues, while they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then Stephen knelt down and he cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he died. And Saul approved of their killing him. That day a severe persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout the countryside of Judea and Samaria. Devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Stephen, in the book of Acts, became the first Christian martyr. This is how it happened. According to the book of Acts in chapter 6, a dispute arose there among the early Christians in Jerusalem. Now, I know you can't imagine a dispute arising among Christians, but it's been our history since the beginning. Anytime human beings get together, there's disagreements. In the book of Acts, chapter 6, a dispute arises there among the earliest Christians in Jerusalem. Here's the basis of the dispute. The Greek-speaking Christians complained against the Hebrew-speaking Christians because their widows were being neglected in the church's distribution of food. So to solve the dispute, the church there in Jerusalem chose the seven. Seven men, all with Greek names, who were to serve there in the church in Jerusalem and do more than just serve. The first person they chose was Stephen. The text tells us that Stephen was a man full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. In another place, it says he was full of faith and the Holy Spirit. He was the first one of the seven chosen, and the seven were chosen to do diaconia, or ministry, or service to the community. And they also, you can see in the book of Acts, were chosen to preach and chosen to do great signs and wonders 
behalf of Jesus Christ. But for Stephen, it was his preaching that got him into trouble. The community there in Jerusalem began to say that this Stephen was preaching against Moses, against the law of Moses, and even against the temple. So they dragged him before the council of the 70, the Sanhedrin. And there before the Sanhedrin, Stephen presented a sermon, the longest sermon we find in the book of Acts. And he goes all the way through the history of the people of Israel. And then he concludes his sermon with these words, you stiff-necked, that is stubborn, people uncircumcised in heart and ears you are forever opposing the holy spirit just as your ancestors used to do which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute they killed those who foretold the coming of the righteous one and now you have become his betrayers and murderers you are the ones that received the law ordained by angels and yet you have not kept it. At this point, the crowd, the mob, was angry. And at this point, Stephen looked upward. He looked into heaven and he said to the crowd, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And particularly at this point, the crowd, the mob, becomes even more enraged. They rush to Stephen. They grab Stephen. They drag Stephen outside the city of Jerusalem. And they begin to stone Stephen. And as the rocks are pounding against Stephen, we heard Stephen say two things. The first thing he said was, Lord Jesus receive my spirit and then the second thing he said as the stones took his life away from him was lord do not hold this sin against them so here as stephen was dying we obviously see jesus coming out of stephen when stephen says almost echoing Jesus from the cross, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, and Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So Stephen died, and then the crowd, the mob, took their violence against other Christians. And as a result of that, many Christians had to leave the city of Jerusalem. So Stephen was the first martyr, the first to give his life because of his faith in Jesus Christ. But Stephen certainly was not the last martyr. We Christians are the most persecuted religion in the earth. More Christians gave their life for Jesus Christ in the 20th century than any other century in church history. According to the Center for the Study of Global Christianity, in the last decade, 900,000 Christians have died as a result of their faith in Jesus Christ. 
That is 90,000 Christians each year. That is one Christian dying every six minutes. I hope that you pray daily for the persecuted church around the world. Stephen was the first martyr, but Stephen certainly was not the last martyr. I want us to look at this story of the martyrdom of Stephen from three different perspectives. The first thing I want you to notice from the text here is that the text teaches us that God does not take our loved ones when they die, but God is there to receive our loved ones when they die. Notice as Stephen was dying, he prayed to Jesus and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Language is important. Words are very important. And for me, it's important to make sure that I don't talk about God taking our loved ones in death. That makes God sound rather monstrous. The better language, and we've really known this for the last 2,000 years, is that God receives our loved ones who die in Christ. I'm so glad that when this mortal body can no longer sustain my immortal spirit, that God is there to receive that spirit. I'm so glad that when it comes time for me to leave this world, God will send forth his angels to bring me to the home that's created in the heavens, one that's eternal, not made with hands. So for me, it's important to say that God receives us when we die, just like we see here, just like we saw with Jesus on the cross when Jesus got to the point of death and said, I commend my spirit to you, Father. There comes that point where we leave this earth and God is there to empower us and welcome us to the other side. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Revival, used to say frequently, our people die well. And the reason he would say that our people die well is because of that faith that when it comes time to leave this world, to pass through that thin veil to the other side, that God and the angels and the martyrs and all those who wait for us in heaven will be there to receive us. The second thing I want you to notice in this text, and this is a critical, crucial thing for, for us to notice, particularly at this point in our history, is that here in this text, Stephen chose love at precisely that moment when he could have easily chosen hate. They are stoning him to death. His life is ebbing away, and Stephen prays, saying, Lord, do not hold this against them. There's Jesus coming out. Father, forgive them. Christ here empowered Stephen to offer forgiveness when it would have been so easy for him to have just died in hate. 
I am sure that when Stephen offered forgiveness, prayed for the forgiveness of those who were killing him, that it probably did nothing for his tormentors except further torment them. But it did a great deal for Stephen. Stephen was able to die in peace because he died in forgiveness. He died sharing love with those who were murdering him outside the city of Jerusalem. I agree with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said one time, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden. I'm so grateful for this picture of the way that Stephen died. And I know that it made a tremendous impact on at least some of the people who watched him die that day. And that brings me to my third point that I want you to glean from this text, and it is this. God delights to bring good out of bad, good even out of evil. So here, Stephen was being murdered. Here, great evil is being carried out right outside the gate of Jerusalem. But did you notice how it ended? Saul, Paul, was there. And Saul, the one you know better as Paul, his Roman name, saw what happened to Stephen. And I think it had a tremendous impact on Saul, Paul. I think this is the reason why in the book of Acts, this is the first time you encounter Saul, Paul. Here you see him standing by the crowd. Here you see him receiving the cloaks of those who are killing Stephen. Perhaps they didn't want to be encumbered as they threw the stones. Perhaps they did not want Stephen's blood splattered on their cloaks. So they lay them at the feet of Saul, Paul. I think that God used the witness of Stephen to help prepare the way for Paul's Damascus Road experience. In some ways, we perhaps owe Stephen a debt of gratitude. Perhaps it was the prayer and the witness of Stephen to which we owe St. Paul. So God delights to use the evil that's in this world, the messes that we make, and bring good out of it. And even beyond seeing Saul Paul here in this text and being introduced to Saul Paul here at this point, you also heard that after Stephen was stoned to death, it says that day a severe persecution began against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout the countryside of Judea and Samaria. Again, the evil that was committed against Stephen began to be committed against the early Christians there in Jerusalem, and as a result, they scattered. They scattered, according to the text, 
into Judea and Samaria. And I think that when you read this, the author of Acts, Luke, wants you to remember how in the very first chapter of the book of Acts, in verse 8, you hear Jesus saying to those early Christians, Christians there in Jerusalem that you will receive power and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. And the church witnessed and witnessed, and the gospel made it all the way to High Point, North Carolina. Again, we see evil, and we see how God delights to bring good out of evil. That's what the word redeemer really means. He redeems the situations that we create. That's why this Saul, that was his Hebrew name, Paul, his Roman name, could eventually write to the Christians in Rome and say to them in chapter 8 verse 28, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. All things are not good. There's sin, flesh, and the devil in the world, but God works all things for good. You know, Corey Ten Boom was right. That great Dutch Christian who saved Jews and survived a concentration camp was right when she said that our life is a tapestry. And what she meant by that was this. Our life's a tapestry. We see but the bottom side, the back side of the tapestry. And it looks like a mess from our perspective. But God sees the top side of the tapestry. And it is beautiful. Stephen was the first martyr, but not the last martyr. I pray that if we're ever called on to die because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we will. But more importantly, for right now, I hope that not only would we die for Jesus, but that we'll live daily for Jesus Christ. I trust, friends, that you know this Jesus. He's your constant companion. You have given him your sin as Savior the one who's quick to pardon, and you've given him your life, and you're allowing him to be Lord. Amen.